I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Tim Sylvie here. And today, after what feels like an eternity, my good friend Harry Benjamin is back with me. How are you? Hello. It feels like ages since I last did a podcast with you. Like far too long. I can't remember what the last one I was. Know. It does feel like um, a long time so, ago. What, uh, so it's good to be back. Thanks for thanks for having me back. And uh, yeah, no, all well. Looking forward to we're recording this on the eve of the British Grand Prix weekend. Yes. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, there's also F1 Academy in Monza, which is very exciting as well. Uh, so going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's a busy period, isn't it? And we've got the well, as we record today, which is a Wednesday. We've got the Grand Prix ball tonight, which is going to be tuxedos, you know, full works, loads of booze, probably going to have a hangover tomorrow. Did you manage to find a suit that fits your giant six foot million frame? I did. Uh, the fourth time of, of going around, uh, I went to three stores and then I finally found one. Uh, and then they had to, they've, I'm picking it up after this. So oh, got to, they had to alter it. They had to make it a bit longer uh, for my legs. Uh, but I've got it. I've such got a, a bow tie. Such a uh, I've, I've had the beard done. I've had the haircut. I'm ready to roll. Beautiful. You're looking dashing. I look forward to seeing you in your suit later on today. Are you going to sort your face out or? Thank you very or much. Not? I shaved yeah. this morning, actually. I have you oh, know. Okay. I'm, I'm clean shaven. Do you need to shave? I'm not a child. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't grow a beard. I couldn't do what you do. I, I couldn't have no. the facial hair. I just look like fuzz and it goes a bit gingery. So yeah, it's not yeah. a good look. Not a good look. Mm. Uh, shall I introduce today's guest? I think so. Let's get on with it. Today, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Chloe Grant, a 17-year-old racer from Perth in Scotland competing in the new F1 Academy series with ART Grand Prix, a series that our very own Harry Benjamin commentates in. Chloe started in karts aged just seven years old before achieving her arts test at 13. She's picked up multiple silverware as she's moved through the CKRC Championship into saloon car racing, GB4, and then finally into F1 Academy, which is where we pick things up. Chloe, a very warm welcome to the Motormouth podcast. How are you doing? Before we get any deeper into today's show, a very quick interruption. 
Thanks to a chance encounter at a recent motorsport event, we've got a new show sponsor, and it's something or someone that's a little bit different. Paul Oz has joined us for this season of the podcast, and we couldn't be happier. We've been huge fans of Paul since first meeting him at the Spanish Grand Prix in 2018, and I'd encourage all of you to go and check out his amazing work, especially, of course, his Formula One art and sculptures. Paul's created some of the most iconic and important pieces of our time, inspired by racing history, and he's partnered with the likes of McLaren, Sky, the Senna, Lauder and Hunt families, and loads more. Head over to pauloz.com to learn all about his work and make sure to stay tuned to this show for your chance to win an original Paul Oz painting in the coming weeks. Amazing! As many of you will know, sponsors and partners are absolutely vital to our continued growth. And without them, it's pretty much impossible to keep making content that you want to listen to and hopefully enjoy. We can't thank Paul enough for agreeing to join us and we look forward to loads of fun with him over the course of this season. I'm good, thank you. And thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time, Chloe. Really appreciate it. And it's been a busy year. You've been traveling around the world with, with F1 uh, Academy and you're about to head off to Monza. But where are you right now? Have you had a, a bit of uh, time to, to be at home? Um, well, uh, so I was just saying, obviously, I was at an event for F1 Academy for the new launch of Discover, uh, Discover Your Drive. Um, I was at that in London yesterday and it went on till quite later on so me and dad luckily dad was with me so I you know he got to drive and I got to sleep and we got home about like three in the morning so I'm just I'm just home currently but then I fly to uh, Monza tonight so (laughs) oh so home is where in in Scotland uh Perth it's Perth yeah. yeah oh that's a hell of a drive well done for making it so despite all the uh, the lack of sleep though getting ready for Monza but we always start or at least when I used to do this podcast we always used to start <laughs> with when where did it all begin what was your first sort of um your first moments where you thought right okay I want to be a racing driver um it started because my older sister Lucy was into it and she you know I she started about the age of 14 or 15 and I just kind of was the annoying sister that followed about and toddled along. And then when I was seven, I asked, oh, can I have a shot? Just nothing serious. And then it, yeah, it kind of got serious. <laughs> and then you became better than your sister, presumably? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no hesitation. <laughs> yes. So she, she's not racing anymore, no? No, she, she got to do uh, a season in Formula Ford at Knock Hill um, in 2021. But apart from that, no. And she start, stopped karting a long time ago. But we did get one chance to go head to head in the karts. And yeah, I, I did win. You, you destroyed her. Love it. A bit of nothing like sibling rivalry. Now, <laughs> I, I want to get straight into F1 Academy. Um, it's relatively new um, and people are just learning about it still. For, for those that don't know too much, just tell us a little bit about the series. Give us the, the ins and outs, the sort of general synopsis. Um, so... F1 Academy, the purpose of the championship is to give these so these 15 women, um, it's to give them more of a, get them recognised, give them more of a boost kind of, but also financially it helps us a lot because what the championship should actually cost, we're getting it for a lot, a lot cheaper. Um, so it's giving us that financial opportunity to race internationally and we work and to work on our driver development all this year, well, and every year that you do it, but to work on your driver development and get that recognition so that, you know, people are looking at 
looking at us and saying, okay, they're good, let's see what we can, and then a team might be like, okay, can we get you in an F3 car and see what happens? So it's just to kind of get us out there and give us that, like I said, financial opportunity. That's the biggest one, I would say. And yeah, to hopefully make us progress upwards because it's called the Academy because it's supposed to be like a stepping stone. I don't know if you've seen the triangle, but it's supposed to go F1 Academy, FIA F3, FIA F2, then hopefully F1. So that's the reason why it's called an academy because of the stepping stones that they hope the championship can help us to take. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens, see who progresses up to F3 after this year and who stays in F1 Academy. So it, it's been really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity and we've had a lot of track time, like a lot. So it's been really, really good for driver development. I mean, I've improved a lot personally. Um, so yeah, it's been good. <laughs> I, I was taken aback, actually, by how much track time there was. I mean, not to mention just within the weekend you get uh, practice, but, you know, normally at pretty much almost every round you've had a, either a pre, pre-weekend pre test or a post-race uh, test as well, which is amazing. And and something that actually, you know, there's a lot of talk, of course, about W Series, you know, and for all the good that did, really track time wasn't, it mm. wasn't great in terms of that. So F1 Academy, I think that's gone under the radar from a lot of casual viewers. They don't realize how much value you're getting out of it. How did you actually first come about F1 Academy? Where did you hear it from? Well, I did hear about it originally, I would say last year in October, November time. Um, And I was just kind of speaking to people about it and obviously looking at our options, but we knew that we wanted to do F1 Academy. And then I think in about... January, February time, we had somebody who very kindly got us in touch with Sebastian, CEO of ART Grand Prix. And, you know, he was like, okay, let's get you out to the factory and get you on the sim and we'll see how we work together. So I went out as soon as we could and I just did a sim day with them on their sim, which is it's so high technology. It's crazy. It's, it really is another another kind of machine. And we basically saw how we worked together um, so I worked with an engineer as well. So, well, the engineer that's not my engineer, Pierre, we worked together on that first day. So I saw how we worked together and I had a reference time on The Sims set by uh, Victor Martins and I basically just had to chase it down as well as I could. Um, and I did pretty well. I can't remember the exact how, how close I got, um, but I did pretty well. So I was happy when I I got to you know when I was leaving but then we were nervous because you just kind of had to sit and wait for their verdict and a couple days later we got an email and they said okay sorry they said okay we'd like to sign you and that was a very very happy day because my dad got the email me and mum were just watching tv and so he came through and he just he didn't say anything he just gave me the phone and it was kind of it was kind of a surreal moment so yeah yeah that That must have been really cool because because ART are a big team it F1 Academy follows F1 around. It's, this is a it's a big deal, isn't it? I mean, that must have been a hugely proud moment for you and the family, tinged with a little bit of jealousy from Lucy, of course. But you know, again, sibling <laughs> rivalry. Who cares? But just tell us a little bit about the the cars. They they're they're proper machines. Top speeds of around 240 kilometers an hour, not to 100 kilometers an hour in three and a half seconds, roughly. What are those things like to drive on track? Yeah, they're really good. Um, I first drove. Uh, a Gen 2 Tatis back in October last year just because I was a part of the girls on track competition at the time and I wanted to have some testing prior to going to Maranello in Italy to compete for the final and 
so yeah I just I had I think I did two test days in it and it was really really weird my first time in the gen two uh it was very strange because it's so different from anything I've ever driven which you wouldn't think that because I drove the just the gen one Tatus last year for uh, in GB4 so you wouldn't think it was that different but they're actually really really different to drive and kind of all aspects how they handle how they feel so yeah that's that's essentially just the F1 Academy car um because it is the Gen 2 Tatus but we have in F1 Academy we have different rear and front wings to make it look essentially like a mini F1 car mm. but because it's only F4 the the wings don't affect the feeling of the car compared to nor- like a, just an ordinary F4 Gen 2 Tatus car um, just because it's not like F3 or 2, if you change the wings on those, it'd be massively different feeling because of the downforce. But it's not that, it, yeah, it doesn't really feel different at all. So <laughs> it's it's a really good car, though. It's quick. And yeah, I really enjoy driving it. What, um, in terms of your, your sort of every day, I mean, are you, are you balancing sort of school with all of this as well? I do go to college, but yeah. it's Motorsport UK course oh, okay. uh, at Loughborough. So it's a two week two week on and off every month but we're, we're finished for the first year now but it's two-year course so I go into my second year in September but because I've been missing so much the past three months they've let me do it online which is very kind of them oh so so how, I was gonna say then how do you find kind of balancing your, your racing time and you know working with ART and working on yourself and and also looking ahead to the next year along with your studies um, it works quite well. I think especially being on the course I am, Motorsport UK, it's very, very flexible. Uh, I'm very lucky that, you know, I'm, I've got this chance to still be in further education and get more qualifications, but be able to focus on my racing career at the same time. Now, we've spoken to many women who are racing drivers on this show over the, the past God, like 160 episodes or so. We've had loads of girls and women. Most of them have been in their 20s or 30s. You're probably the the youngest I think we've spoken to um, on the podcast. From your generation and your perspective, how do you feel women are represented in motorsport at the moment? Do Do you feel welcomed as an individual? Do you think motorsport and Formula One is doing enough, even with F1 Academy, to make sure that the inclusivity is there? Personally, I think yes. I think we are. I think we're getting a lot of attention. And I know I shouldn't say this, but it does kind of sometimes make me feel bad for the guys because I am friends with a lot of guys in motorsport, especially because of the college course I'm on. And a lot of them have said to me, oh, where's, where's our championship? But then I'm trying to remind them, there's so many more of you versus there is us. So I, I shouldn't feel bad because we need this promotion. We need this financial uh, stability in one championship. As long as it's not normalised having girl-only championships and we just keep it to F1 Academy, I think it's good because they sh- we should be racing together. But that's what should happen when you learn and progress in F1 Academy to so then go into F3 and c- mix the genders. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think... I think what they're doing is really good. Um, I think sometimes people like get mixed up with the purpose of F1 Academy. Like I said, some people think it's because of physicality, which is definitely not true, especially in an F4 car. <laughs> um, so it's definitely not true. But it is, it is to help us, give us that boost, because I don't know if you've heard of the uh, organisation More Than Equal, set yeah. up by David Gotard. Yeah, so I was on their call the other day they had two calls where they were telling everybody about all the research that they've done currently 
and they came to the conclusion that the biggest struggle for women in motorsport is the financial side, which I can get is for a lot of drivers, but when there's such a small amount of us mm. and we're struggling financially, you won't ever hear about us because we'll just disappear. So now that we have F1 Academy, you can see us, you can see what we can do in a car and hopefully you have hopefully somebody wants to back us or even f1 teams want to come in and help yeah. to help us progress up is that is that report out yet because I, I saw something saying it was coming is is the full report been released yeah it's been released it's been on released. calls i don't i we got told that we'd get an email at the end of the week with i don't know if they're going to send it over to us via email or if it's just a general conclusion but yeah it was it was quite an interesting report it was quite it's quite long yeah they've done a lot yeah, because that will be the findings of that will be interesting, and particularly if if it turns out, as you say, that that for a lot of people the finances are the issue because you know there's so much talk around the physicality of certain cars um, that that seems to be well is perceived by many as a barrier, uh, and lots of other reasons as well. Right, right back to you know. Um, nurturing at, at a very very young age and parents giving their daughter a doll and giving their son a car and that yeah. sort of being ingrained in people from such a young age. So it'd be really interesting to see, see the findings of that. We've, we've had Kate Bevan who's involved with that organization on the show. Oh, yeah. and it's fascinating to hear about it. And, and again, a great thing that the motorsports doing. So it's, it's, it's pleasing to hear that from someone younger that it feels like formula one is, is heading in the right, right direction. Um, in terms of the racing itself, how are you finding the level? Do, do you feel do you feel confident when you get in the car at the moment? Do you feel like you can keep progressing, keep learning and, and get some wins under your belt? Yes, definitely. I mean, I actually heard somebody say the other day, boy, it's so different racing girls versus it is boys. It's not at all. <clears throat> I mean, even I was a bit surprised, which I know is bad to say. But F1 Academy, there's no difference. If, if, if there was guys in that track, I wouldn't know. Like, we're all just drivers at the end of the day. Some of the girls really get their elbows out. Others race really respectfully, which is good. I personally think respectful is better. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you would have seen... Well, on, name some names. Come on. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no. Um, Ariel, drop it into commentary. I could well, probably figure it out, to be honest. Chloe yeah. said this to I me. Know if, uh, yeah. I don't know if you... Um, would have seen you would have seen Harry because you were commentating it but me and Jess when we were racing side by side around Valencia yeah. that was really good to see because it's you know it's good for the viewers but it's also good for us because we didn't take each other out and we still go got fair positions um, and we kept it clean with each other and gave respect so I think a lot a lot of the girls are actually like that so it's really good to see and it's, it's really it's enjoyable racing with them and um, progress wise I've made a lot I mean, at Zandvoort, I was P4 in practice, but I just messed up my qualifying so badly because I overpushed into one corner and I put myself off and they wouldn't let me continue Q1 and I was sitting P4 in the timing at the time and I just watched myself drop to like P14, which was quite upsetting. But because I made that mistake, I was completely out of contention for all the races, especially at Zandvoort when you cannot overtake. Um, but the team were actually really positive towards it, towards me about it, which was very, very nice to have that. It's very different. I've never experienced something like that before because they, they looked at it as, well, you've overpushed, you've been underpushing, now you've gone over the limit, so you have to stay on the limit and not mm. not make the same mistake twice kind of thing. So it was really reassuring. Um, but so my focus is definitely getting a really good qualifying because that's where I've been letting myself down all this year to not actually get the good position in the race. I was going to say, is that is that probably the thing you you've learned most? Because uh, you know, 
at the start of the year, the whole idea was we're going to go to F1 tracks and because that's, you know, you're going to develop not just the the driver skills, but off track technically as well. What's sort of the biggest thing that you've learned from the start of the year to, to where you're at now? Um, I would say it's all just kind of, kind of to do with like little tips and tricks to do with my driving, little things just like being patient and especially like I'm really good on entries of corners but I completely mess up my exit because I'm braking way too late and even though I'm gaining lots in the entry it doesn't matter because the exit's the most important part so it's kind of things like that of making sacrifices making compromises for on like on entry being more patient even if it feels slow because you're gonna get that good exit so it's just little things here and there that I hadn't really been told prior to about my about my driving style that I needed to hear um, to help me progress and it's kind of it's it's been really good because I now can go out and if I've done a corner wrong I know it and I can try to do it better the next lap I don't just I don't just need to come in and see my data now I can now actually tell myself what to do differently um, so I've definitely I've learned a lot I mean there's even more stuff than what I just mentioned because driving is so like little tiny things here and there uh, so yeah Another short interruption to remind you to check out PaulOz.com, the man behind some incredible pieces, including two stunning bronze statues of the late. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Great Ayrton Senna, which he made working with the most prestigious bronze foundry on the planet. But he does way more than just sculptures. Oh yes, his canvas artwork has been showcased all around the world at F1 races, galleries, and in private collections. If you'd like to speak to Paul about a project, please, please do reach out to us directly and we'll put you in touch. You might even benefit from a tidy little motormouth discount. Right, back to the show. What, um, what's been your favourite track so far to, to race on? As bad as the weekend was, Zanport, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really good track. I really, I really enjoyed it and I was really looking forward to that. So it's just a shame I messed up that qualifying, but... That's, that's racing. <laughs> when, when you're at these tracks, they're, you know, alongside Formula One, amazing experience. How much do you get to enjoy the circus? Like, you know, obviously you're focused on your own race and your own racing, but do you get an opportunity to see what's going on elsewhere in the paddock and, you know, see some of your heroes? Which bits of it can you get involved with? Um, if I have free time, which is Zanbot, we had a lot of free time, I'll go and walk about the paddock. So it was really good to see like uh, the DTM and all the Porsches. And I know quite a few drivers that were driving that weekend in Porsche. So it was obviously good to watch the Porsche, even though they were so loud. And where where we were, where we were parked in the paddock was literally right next to turn one. And 
we had such long breaks and I never ever usually sleep I can't sleep but Lena and Carrie they they if they they usually have a little nap in between and I was like do you know what we've got five hours I'm just gonna do it every time the Porsche went around you'd wake up <laughs> because they're so noisy well you, those LMP3s were the loudest things I've ever heard as well them and the Porsches oh, were yeah. so loud I couldn't get over it honestly and then I forgot there's two there was two separate Porsche classes so it was like double <laughs> oh yeah, it was. They were long days uh, in uh, in Zambot, weren't they? Well, it, it's Monza next up um, this weekend. Um, another three races. Uh, is it a track you, you've had experience on before? How are you feeling for it? Um, I've never ever driven Monza before. So apart from the simulator, which I've done a lot of work on, mm. not just here but also at ART. Um. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be really interesting just purely because the straights are so long and if you're not on a toe, it's not good. So I think it'll be interesting seeing teams' different strategies. I've not even, I mean, we speak about hours when we arrive at the track, so I couldn't even tell you hours yet, but we speak about it then and sometimes it can change after free practice for qualifying and sometimes it can change after qualifying for races. So it all kind of just depends, but it'll be interesting to see because I feel if you're not in the toe and you don't have a good run down the straight and you're just an open wind then it's not gonna mm. be a good time no matter how quick you drive so I think it's gonna be an interesting weekend um I was watching I actually watched Italian F4's race at Monza and a lot of people that missed turn one and had to use the slip road was crazy so but there's a lot less of us on this grid than there is on that grid so it'll be interesting to see I am excited. Chloe do you think anyone can be a racing driver like if, put aside the money um do you, is that talent in certain people or could anybody get behind the wheel of a car and be taught to be really, really quick? I wouldn't, not necessarily, no. I don't think so, personally. I mean, I've competed with lots of drivers, like including male, well, majority of race of male drivers my whole life, that they start and they never, they just never progress because they just, they just can't. Um, it's just... I think you can be taught to be better, but I don't think if you've not got a bit of natural talent behind you, if you can't listen and apply everything you're being told and you don't have a kind of like a mental fully understanding of it, I don't think you can be a champion. It's it's really, it's an interesting one to delve into, to figure out the ingredients that you need to be a naturally good racing driver that can learn and develop what what traits do you think that includes you know is it is it like a level of fearlessness a level of humility so that you can learn or what what makes someone like you be able to drive versus someone that can't and um, I think it's a lot of things I mean especially since I started from a young age but even saying that I mean teammate Lena she started at 18 which people think oh that's way too late but she's done Formula Regional I mean she's third in the championship and she's really good so I think it's going to be I think her and Hamda are going to be the two that are in contention for the championship I think it's going to be between them personally um, and yeah Lena is really good so when she goes pole we have that data and I just have to try chase down that so yeah I'm really I'm really lucky to have a teammate like Lena uh, to have a time to chase down um but I think it it does come down to a lot of things like mental physical definitely physical I mean it's not you couldn't just not train or even if you were training all the time it doesn't matter you can't jump in a car and 
like not hurt because going in the gym versus actually racing the car is completely different doesn't matter if you're if you're stronger than me and you jump in my car it's still gonna hurt you because you're not used to driving a car like that it's just it's a whole other kind of physical activity that your body needs to get used to um I also think it's like I said it's every aspect of understanding like keeping your eyes up looking ahead stop don't keep looking in your mirrors we had had to tape up Carrie's mirrors one time because she kept looking in them Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't don't keep looking in your mirrors uh you know learning how to racecraft because sometimes you know if people come into cars and they've not had karting experience they don't have great racecraft and it's kind of just they're all over the place and a bit of a liability so you need to have that racecraft. You also need to know how to defend, you know, how to focus on what's ahead of you, how to get the entry, how to get the exit, you know, make sure if you're if the car's doing this, it's because of this. And if you feel you're not quick enough, it's because of this. And knowing why things happen for what reason, it's a lot of things. Motorsport mm. is very complicated, um, but it's a great sport. <laughs> so, so basically, Tim, you're too old. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I couldn't do it anyway. I've, well, I'm all right in a in rear-wheel drive cars. I'm okay. I did. I went to did a Palmer Sports Day, and I I couldn't get to grips with the front-wheel drive clear, which I don't think they have anymore. But I just put couldn't. Your foot down. I just couldn't do it. I I, I followed everything they were saying. It just didn't work. But I put me in the in the atom. Fine, no issues. And then downforce. I went in the the single seat. I was useless. Absolutely useless. Really? Like I was a complete pussy. I just couldn't. I couldn't commit. Couldn't do it. Really, really oh. pathetic. So I think I'm one oh. of those that just doesn't have any of that natural ability. But, well, yeah, uh, probably are. Probably and you are. can't fit in one, so you're stuffed. Harry. No, well, I was, I was. That's why I talk about it because I can't, I can't fit in one. Um, but look, uh, it's getting towards. I mean, there's only a couple of rounds left of, of F1 Academy. It's sort of getting. It, there was a lot of uh, in quick succession the races. Then now there's a bit more. They're a bit more gapped out. Um, but are you starting to think about, you know, what next year might bring or even what the remainder of the year might bring? Are you hoping for another year in F1 Academy or would you like to, to test the waters elsewhere? Where what's, Where's your head at? Um, I'd like to do this for another year, personally. I think this is a learning year and then next year is a year to go for it. Hmm. We'll see what happens, though, because, like I said, all obviously depends on, uh, like, budget and what, as a t- like, as a team we agree on and... Hmm. It, it depends on a lot of things, but my plan is to ideally, hopefully, do this for two years. And for the rest of this year, I'm still I I want that podium. I I've shown that Zandvoort I have the pace to do it. I just messed up my qualifying, but I I'm look, I'm still looking for my first podium. Um, yeah, I think I I know I can do it. I have a lot more confidence in myself now than I I have before. So we'll just see what happens but I've just got to give it my all and if I if I don't get that I guess next year's the one to chase down and go for a lot more but we'll see yeah yeah well best of luck with that podium and Harry's now got lots of ammunition for his commentary so um well I liked what Susie Wolf said something last night which is really good and it's like you know if you want something write it down you know and and actually sort of have it manifest it manifest it and and, you know And it will, and it will happen. And I do kind of. I used to think that was oh, a bit of rubbish, whatever. But actually, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of see it now. I'm kind yeah. of getting on board with it. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm all about the manifestation. That's what uh, Nicola so, Hume said yeah. to us, wasn't it? She, she was like, I, yeah. you know, I, I manifested, I manifested, manifested, and sure enough, I got yeah. the gig. So Chloe, podium at Monza. Write that down, and you're good <laughs> yeah, to go. Where's my pen? Yeah, get it out. <laughs> Quick. <Come on. laughs> She's actually doing it. Look at that. Hey, Ma- I'll take manifested. full responsibility for that. 
Uh, <laughs> while you're there, you should also put um, get to Formula One. You know, let's okay. <laughs> yeah, add, add another one. Anything yeah. else on there? Uh, <laughs> and maybe like get orange juice from Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Talking uh, of Formula One, let's turn our attention to it. What do you make of Formula One, Chloe? Are you, are you presumably you watch all sorts of motorsport? You're a fan. Do you like where F1's at at the moment? Yeah. Um, like you said, I love, I love a lot of sports. Uh, I, I'm sorry, a lot of different sports and uh, avenues in motorsport. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing I don't like about F1 is that, like, I know that it's also good to have the teams competing against each other with, you know, adapting their own cars. But sometimes I just want to see what would happen if they put them all in the same car, because I don't. I think the results would be very different. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I just. I think it would be interesting for them to do at least one time, if they if it was possible, because uh, I think it would be really really interesting to see, and um, the genuine results. But I'd lo- I'd love that because I think amazing. everyone's getting a bit bored of Max always winning now, and I think. Yeah. Max is, I mean, you saw him, was it the Canadian GP, you saw him slip up because he was just driving at the front, nothing to chase. And, you know, you know he did a little slip of the rear of the car just because you think, and I know what it's like, see when you're doing a race simulation on a, on a test and you're driving at nothing and you start to lose focus. So obviously he's never going to get bored of winning, but I think there needs to, it needs to be some more racing <laughs> just yeah. a bit more a bit more challenging um, well, it's, it's also just not good for the sport is it you know for, no. from a sort of spectator perspective and people watching on tv and the numbers you know people want to see people competing and and you know seeing max dominate like this is just turning people off a little bit which is which is a shame have you got any plans to get in an f1 car anytime soon i'm not you know i'm obviously not talking about a race seat just yet but have you got opportunities to to try driving one um, no, I don't. I wish I did. Um, but even I wish I had an opportunity to drive an F3 car. Um, mm. We'll see what the future holds. At the minute, I have no idea. But yeah. Do you have, um, uh, before we come on to our final three, have you got, like, have you had an idol or somebody you've admired growing up in the racing world? Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Really? I, I would ask why, but I think that's pretty self explanatory. Uh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you met Lewis yet? I met him in 2019, so quite a while ago now. But um, I don't. It's not just his driving that I admire. It's the person he is who I admire to kind of be. He's the kind of person. It's well, he's the kind of person you speak to, and then when you walk away, you actually feel better about yourself. So, and oh, I. It's nice. Even, and it was the same with a driver coach I had last year, Gordy Much. It's the same with him. He's a really good driver, but when you walk away from a conversation with him, you feel happier as well, just because of the kind of people that they are. And when I was speaking to Lewis, he was already like late for a meeting, but he still just took half an hour and stopped and spoke to me. And even though I like I was in karting at the time, so I was way below him, and I still am, but he didn't make me feel like that. He made me feel like an equal, and he spoke to me just like any normal person would so and he was just he was so lovely he was so welcoming and nice and yeah i i'm, I'm very grateful to have that moment to actually have met him and i hope i can hope i can meet him again <laughs> that's really nice to hear what a, what a nice uh takeaway to have from an individual to say that they you know you leave feeling happier than when you when you bumped into them is that's a, a really nice way to put it um 
We have a final three questions, Chloe, that we ask all of our guests. They're brought to us by our show sponsor, uh, Mr. Paul Oz. And listeners, head to pauloz.com if you want to see his amazing art on F1 sculptures. And remember that in the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing a very, very special competition and giveaway with Paul where you can win one of his original paintings. We think it's going to be an original Senna painting and they're worth a huge amount of money. So stay tuned for that one. We'll be giving one of those away, a complete one-off. Um, right, I'll kick off this week, Harry, old boy. Um, Chloe, what's got you excited at this very moment, racing-related or otherwise? Could be anything. Um, I think definitely racing. It's obviously my main focus in life. But I will say, one thing that makes me very happy is my dog. Is, <laughs> is it there? I can't see. Where? Oh, yes, I can see a part she's of it, talking. a portion. Oh, of it. What, um, what type is it? Was... She's a cockapoo. Oh. But every, every, every day, so she's... <laughs> she, she's loving that. She, uh, she sleeps with me every night, and I, I feel really sad when I leave her for race weekends, and she goes a bit moody with me for a couple hours, and I come home every time. <laughs> how, old do, how old is your dog? She's 10. Oh wow! Oh, okay, because I've I've got a puppy who's five months, six months, and she's in like adolescent stage, and she's oh. she's being a total bitch. Like I actually <laughs> hate her. I knew I, I she was. What did she eat? Oh yeah, one of the kids has this like memory book which they got from school, and the dog ate it yesterday. I messaged oh, Chloe. I was like, no. she's going out for sale. I can't handle this. Yeah, anymore. classic. Oh, she's quite big. <laughs> so the Chloe has just collected her dog in her arms, and what's her name? Sandy. 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 Oh, good name. It's the fits, colour. Fits the bill. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> very cute. Loving life. <laughs> loving life. Well, so obviously, apart from being a great dog owner and clearly a, 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 an excellent driver, what are you good outside of racing? Is there anything you've got a got a hobby in or, or anything like that? Um. Well, a while ago, I used to um, just dump the dog <laughs> back onto the bed. Back. There we go. <laughs> um, I did. I played uh, field hockey for a while, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I was actually quite good, but I had to stop because I had to just fully commit to motorsport. Uh, but I did really enjoy my hockey. Yes, yeah, it's, that's uh, it's a thing. Now, Nikki Daly is uh, is a very well, Olympic hockey player and a racer with e scooter, and uh, another of our podcast hosts, Tom McCluskey. His favourite sport outside of most sport is field hockey. Really? Yeah, random. Yeah. Um, random. Final question for you, Clay, and then we'll let you get on with your day. What are you scared of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I race a car for a living. There's not a lot to be scared of. Yeah, um, you're completely mental. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, really. I mean, I think it's like, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm scared. If I see, if I saw, if I was in Australia and saw a spider the size of my hand, that would scare me. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. But yeah, I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> spider snakes, I can't do him. My mum just. Take my mum hates snakes. Like freaks yeah, my mum hates snakes. Crazy. You're supposed to, if you see one, you're supposed to like stamp on the floor like really loudly because then the vibrations scare them off. Apparently, is that a thing? I've never heard one. that before. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Try it and see what happens. Well, I will next time I see a snake. I can't remember last time I. Was, I don't think I've ever seen a snake in the wild. I think I've ever seen a snake. No. Oh, I had a school friend once who used to have a pet snake, and I was like, "Why would you choose to have a pet snake? He'd have like frozen rats or mice oh, in the no. freezer that he'd no, feed no, no, the no, snake, no. and it would be in his room and sleep overnight. And oh. then this is when we like probably like 14 we used to go for like sleepovers and stuff no, you'd be on that. the floor and to your left would be the, the bloody snake tank i'll tell you um, who has a snake i'm not alcabesi 
no yeah we were speaking about no. it at lunch when we were testing it out again and i was like you're crazy but yeah. she said that she said her snake's very picky when it eats so she has to feed it alive hamsters oh god no <laughs> that hamster that hang on is... hang on hang on hang on hamsters she feeds her mm-hmm. snake that's got to be isn't that like rspca reporting <laughs> material Ham- hamsters are <laughs> hamsters are people's pets i mean i get a little Jeez. mouse or something but Jesus. Oh my, they don't live long anyway. That's though, like feeding they, so. it a pet oh dog. Oh my god. Not, I, don't, <laughs> I don't agree with this at all. God. I think this should be reported oh. straight away. I won't, I won't be bringing that up on the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one to bring up on commentary, though. You might as well, you know, liven things up. No, I'll, get, I'll get into trouble. I'll definitely yeah. get into trouble for yeah, that. True. So. <laughs> um, Chloe, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real thank pleasure to talk me. to you. Um, you know, your career is going from strength strength to strength, and hopefully we'll see you on that top step of the podium really soon. It sounds like things are really progressing. So best of luck for this coming weekend and the rest of the season. I'm sure Harry will see you trackside very soon. But for now, thanks so much for joining us on the Motormouth podcast. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to head to pauloz.com and find him on all the usual social platforms to discover his incredible artwork. A massive thanks once again to Paul for joining us as a partner on the show. And as mentioned earlier, we'll be running a promotion with him to offer one lucky listener a special Paul Oz original. So keep an eye out for that on socials. More information coming really soon. For now, though, please continue to subscribe, review wherever you listen, and tell your friends to check out the Motormouth podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore, Instagram at Motormouth underscore official, and Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can also download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile to interact with other fans, and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. We're also proud to be supporting the Brain Tumor Charity too, so make sure you check the links in the podcast description to find out how you can help cure brain tumors quicker. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth Podcast. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 